This is the Handshake Agency Podcast. Welcome to That Sucks. Presented by Handshake Agency. My name is Troy Napaban. I'm Dan Cribb. And here we are once again, episode 45, coming at you from beautiful Morley, Western Australia. It's a little grey this afternoon. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in once again to the podcast. If you like what you hear, please send us an email on the on the email machine. Just straight to the email. That sucks at thepodcasts.com.au. Just email us now to let us know you're listening. Yeah, let, just let me know. There's been a couple of listeners that have got in touch with me saying like, oh, I heard you had some emails. That's pretty cool. I'm like, yeah, man. Did you? Did really they cool. email you? Is it how you heard? No, no, they text me. Uh, they didn't use the official channels. So you were like, I'm surprised I got it. Thanks for nothing, dickhead. Yeah, like if you really cared about me, you'd email me. Yeah. From now on, any friends and family listening, just please communicate to me via that sucks at the podcasts.com today. <laughs> I will right. not respond to any other communication. No, that's the only one. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thank you for tuning in. Um, once again, this is a podcast about when things you love let you down. I mean, that's as I say every week. It's a bit of a loose topic these days because of the amount of content that we've produced in these 45 episodes. Dan's going to- I've ruined his segues. It's the only reason he likes doing a podcast just chop, is so he can segue everything just together. chop it all out. So, Dan- You know what? I, I am upset. And you know who else is upset? <laughs> Who's upset, Dan? Morrissey is upset. Oh, you he's know upset. why Morrissey's upset? Why? Because he was uh, given an un- a flattering depiction on a recent episode of The Simpsons. Oh, no. Are you across this? <laughs> like, a little bit. I sort of know what's going on. Did you um, read the things I sent you? Oh, was I supposed to read those? Thought the things I said, please read these. <laughs> oh, I didn't read that part of the message. <laughs> but hang on, we were talking about other stuff in that in our text message group chat of the two of us. Is two a group? Sure. What were we going on about before that? Look at Morrissey's just stern face. Oh, yeah. Morrissey's stuff to read before pod. Whoops. I missed that one. That's Sorry, right. Dan. So, I'll, can I'll you run, give me some- Give me some cliff notes there. I'll run you through it. So, yeah, as I said, a recent episode of The Simpsons, Morrissey, the former Smiths frontman, quite a controversial figure these days. Yeah. Uh, he appeared on an episode called Panic on the Streets of Springfield. So, a bit of background. Um, Lisa becomes infatuated with a fictional band called The Snuffs, uh-huh. and their frontman is called Quillaby. I think <laughs> that's how you say it. Oh, that, actually, that makes sense because of the hair, right? <laughs> Quillaby, um, who's based off Morrissey and voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. That's pretty funny. Um, and so, originally, Lisa's kind of sees Quillaby as this, like, you know, young vegan with sharing the same ideals as her. And turns out that version of the character is, <coughs> is in her imagination. And at the end of the episode, it's revealed that Quillaby is actually, um, as The Guardian describes... A grey, meat-eating, overweight man with anti-immigrant views. And it just flat out looks like Morrissey. (laughs) And, like, I mean, you've got to imagine the writers of The Simpsons were hoping it would trigger something in Team Morrissey, right? I don't know. Like, are you generally across Morrissey these days? I just see every now and then there's the bursts of stupidity that trigger, like, articles. Yeah, it's funny because like he's he still has, is such a cult figure. There's like a um like a subculture in Mexico of teens that love Morrissey. Did you know about that? Are you like the leader of the fan group? No, I'm not. But you, oh, like you're, I didn't know that. No. Yeah, there's like that's a real thing. There's like a bunch of Mexican teens that all dress like Morrissey. Really? Yeah, it's a whole sub. It's this whole subgenre. Outside of that, I don't really keep that much of a. I'm not really on Morrissey watch because. The you, Smiths- you keep a close eye on that group and that's it. Yeah, that's it. No, I like the, the Smiths are cool, but they weren't ever one of my bands. So I never really yeah. keep that a clo- that close of an eye on, on him. And like 
everyone that I know that has had an interaction with Morrissey, it's been pretty negative. Um, well, that's, that's all I see is like negative headlines. Like he's done this, he's done that. And- well, friend of mine, I'm pretty sure she, she used to work at a venue in Texas and he played there once. Oh yeah. She was like, yeah, um, Morrissey was playing at, at our venue and he like refused to go on stage if there was any meat in the building. Oh no, he's done that before at festivals. Yeah. Um, he refused to play if, um, there was vendors selling meat. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's like, oh yeah, that's, that is insane, right? Yeah. Like what the fuck is wrong with you? But so, okay. Just with the, the little parody of Morrissey, like the anti-immigrant stuff, can we just like quickly go through those points? that they mentioned in The Guardian about like what he is. Is he still vegan or- He's still vegan. Okay. So, you can imagine just that alone, like outside of the other descriptors I I said. Yeah. The fact that like he's portrayed as just stuffing his face with sausages and shooting them into the crowd would be enough for him just to to trigger him, given what you just said about the venue and- what I know about festivals. Um, actually, a bit of a sidebar there. Uh, when I saw Paul McCartney in Perth a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, he's like, he is a renowned vegan, so much so that his stipulation for going on The Simpsons was, yes, as long as uh, Lisa becomes a uh, vegetarian or vegan for the remainder of the show, hmm. which the, they agreed to and she still is. Um, there was a vendor there selling like the yellow submarine hot dog or something or burger, <laughs> oh, yeah. and there was like three types of meat with like mustard, and I was just thinking, I don't know if Mr. McCartney's going to be all right with this. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny, yeah. That's cool, though. Like, that must have been- Was that one of the first examples of Simpsons, like, oh, no, it can't have been. I'm trying to think of, like, they established something in an episode of The Simpsons, and it just carries on through the rest. Well, I think that was probably a contractual thing, right? He was like, hey, I'll do this. But- no, because, like, you know, there's other stuff in The Simpsons where, like, Maud Flanders dies, and then she's dead. She doesn't come yeah. back to life, you know? It's all like a Kenny dying in- Sort of thing. We'll get to Try to think if there's like I think there's like a fair few established things that happen in The Simpsons that carry on for like. So what, what you're saying years. is that Morrissey is now stuck as is in The Simpsons yeah. law. Well, no, t- that's technically Quillaby, so there's no problem. Quillaby, exactly. Anyway, there was backlash. Funnily enough, from his manager on um, Morrissey's Facebook. So for some reason, his manager Peter Katzis just unleashed. Uh-huh. via Morrissey's music Facebook page, just being like, oh, they've stooped so low to use hurtful tactics and all of this kind of stuff, just saying like the show isn't funny anymore and they're the real racists here. And then articles started appearing attributing Morrissey to those quotes because he just tagged it down the bottom that it was by him and people saw it and thought, oh, Morrissey's mad. Mm-hmm. And so the manager followed up being like, you're all fucking idiots, you don't read. And that led to um, Morrissey actually posting um, an article on his his website, like a statement from him being like, this is the hopefully the last time I'll talk about this. Mm-hmm. And it was just being like, oh, woe is me. If I had the money, I'd sue them. Right. That See, was the gist of it. My interpretation of the original post from the manager was that it was just from Morrissey. You see, so is that what you thought? When yeah, you, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's what, like, that's what people think happened. The manager d- didn't exist, and it was just Morrissey jumping on his social media. Oh, you reckon like, Morrissey blamed his manager? He just yeah, tagged, yeah. He threw his manager under the bus? Yeah. <laughs> like, he, absolutely. He, he removed admin privileges from his manager and then just started posting on behalf of- No, like, Morrissey could jump on there and just say, like, oh, because what did the first post say? Like, oh, this is so- What's his name? Peter Katzis. Yeah, this is Peter Katzis, Morrissey's manager. Is that what the I post think, says? I don't think Morrissey's doing this. <laughs> no, Morrissey's definitely doing that. He got, Conspiracy. like, butt hurt, and then he's just, like, went on a rant. 
and he got busted for it. So then he had to make a, a soft apology for that. It wasn't even an apology. He didn't. No, none of them. Neither oh, of them. Oh, whatever. Apologized. Like a soft official statement. Then. And then I went when I was researching this. His manager posted for a third time. In one day. Yeah, his he, manager. He did the first one and it was like, this is bullshit. The second one was like, you're all idiots. You don't read. And the third one, just like hours later, um, goes, thinking more on the Simpsons bullshit. Why did Cumberbatch even agree to take this voiceover gig <laughs> um, playing the Morrissey character? Could he be that hard up for cash that he would agree to bad rap another artist that harshly? I mean, probably. And he just goes on to, to, to slam Benedict Cumberbatch and it's- like, and again, tagged off dash PK. From what, yeah, from what I know of Benedict Cumberbatch, he does it pretty hard. He hasn't had much of a career in the last 10 years. It's not like he's been in any enormously successful franchises. Yeah, I, I think that- uh, <laughs> Maybe the most successful movie of all time. No, that doesn't really sound like him. Oh, no, this is so funny. One of the lines in that post. Could he actually be as big an asshole as the people on the Simpsons writing team and the Fox team? <laughs> Apparently so. Oh my god! Um, actually, this there's something I'll, I'll play for you. That's later, Morrissey, which- man. That's a hundred percent Morrissey <laughs> making those posts. Are you kidding me? No one is sticking up for Morrissey that hard. I lo- so what I love about this is th- there's real time reactions. Back in the day, um, uh, not, not so much for the Simpsons because I don't really associate with the Simpsons with this type of parody because normally they have celebrity guests who mm-hmm. voice themselves, like McCartney. What's so funny about this is back in the day with shows like South Park and Family Guy. Celebrities were getting slammed and they had no outlet to voice their distaste like right away. Whereas now with social media, as soon as the episode airs, it's just like game on, which- (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like really what it is. Have you seen that episode of South Park with Phil Collins where he's he's just like walking around with Oscar the whole time? No. (laughs) It's like, um, I think it's like season five, but he just walks around. Oh, oh, Phil Collins. I'm pretty sure he beat the South Park movie that year for the Oscar for like Maybe the soundtrack for Tarzan or something, but he won the, the Oscar. But that's essentially what Morrissey sounds like with this post. Just like having- Well, isn't he kind of like reiterating what the Simpsons are talking about via his reaction to it? Yeah. His manager's reaction? Yeah, his manager's reaction. He's got no awareness. We're on to your PK. Yeah. If that is your real uh, initials. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, he's got no awareness because he's not a human being anymore. Like- He's, I, not, <laughs> he's not. He's not. A, he's not a human being anymore. Like he's not. Like let's be honest. The whole "what was me" thing was a bit rich. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Morrissey wrote some really good songs, but who cares? You summed it up perfectly. Thank you. I'm really good at that. That's a. That should be the tag. What's your favorite Smith song? I, I'm. Don't know. I know two Smith songs, and I like both of them. And then you're. Oh, this guy's gross. No, Anne Boleyn did a really good cover of "There Is a Light That Never Goes Out" on that city. Morrissey wouldn't be happy with that. And the theme song for Charmed. You know Charmed? Yeah. That's. I am the. Sun. Is that? Yeah, that's a Smith. That's a cover, but like that's a Smith song. Oh, okay. Um, I, I always forget the name of it, but it's a good song. See, he's racking in the cash. That's on syndication nonstop. Yeah, he's fine. He's got that money he can afford to stop playing at a venue if they've got like a sausage. But not, but not enough money to front a lawsuit, which mm. is what an actor did to The Simpsons a few years ago. Did really? you hear? Did you hear about that? Uh, which actor? Frank Severo. Who's that? Frank Severo. He's known for like playing an Italian mobster in like Goodfellas. Oh, okay. Um, the Godfather Part Two. Uh, there's that character on The Simpsons called Louis. He's a member of um, Fat Tony's crew. L- look him the, up quickly. Yeah, the curly hair guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look up um, Frank Severo Louis, and you'll see a side by side comparison. How do you spell his name? S. I-V-E-O-R, oh, yeah. for all you playing at home. Oh, yeah. I know, I know the guy. 
Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. he claims that they used his likeness without permission. And yeah, that's what do you reckon? Yep, it's it looks so much like him. It's just, but um, he took him to court, and the court were like sided with the Simpsons. Oh, and they said that Simpsonizing someone is a legitimate enough parody to void any kind of. And it's not issues. only a right but a privilege. So yeah, right. I okay. I can kind of see in that circumstance where if his likeness has been used without credit or anything like that, maybe you'd be annoyed. Mm. You could take it one of two ways. You'd be annoyed, or you could be like flattered by it, right? Yeah, I mean it, it, that really seems like a money grab, doesn't it? From from him? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Because it's not like a, he's a major character. Yeah, he's just like, he's there. Every I'm not going to tell someone they should feel privileged to be parodied in a TV show. That's a bit fucking weak, but- I'd like, love to be. Just a, just a heads up. Look at you. A, you're already a parody. to Of myself? Yeah. Damn, you got me. That was stone cold. Well, technically, there are, there are Simpsons uh, caricatures of us. There is, and we did a Simpsons tribute album. Go listen to it. Which again- You've been I, plugging that a lot recently. A special guest- We'll be talking about the Simpsons. A special guest. I'm gonna I'm gonna play some audio from a special guest soon, and uh, they were on the Simpsons tribute. Cool. Um, but yeah, I don't really think of like I said before when I think of like celebrities being like having the piss taken out of them on shows. Mm-hmm. I don't really think about the Simpsons. Like, where where does your mind go? South Park's the main one. Yeah, exactly. That's look. It says South Park. Oh shit! It says South Park. Far right out. There. Look at your notes. Why don't you ever send me the notes? I'd probably never read them. No, because I like surprising you with cool facts. No, that's cool, true. cool trivia. You're on this ride just like the audience. I think the thing is with The Simpsons is most of the time when they do it, it kind of like brings a celebrity with them. Like it's not trying to tear them down. Yeah. Whereas South Park is kind of there to be mean. It's just, they go all out. There was, um, did you know- It's bit, Family Guy kind of for A bit reason. of trivia. Did you know that George Clooney helped launch South Park? I kind of did know that, yeah. I know that he plays, uh, he does a voiceover role in the first South Park movie as well. He does. He does a couple. I'll get to those. So, in the early 90s, Matt Stone, Trey Parker, they were making these crude animations. um, And they kind of went viral. The first one they did was called Jesus vs. Frosty. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it was crude. And then a a friend who worked at Fox Network was like, hey, can you make me another one as like a Christmas card I can send to people? Mm -hmm. So, they did it. And that one was called um, The Spirit of Christmas. And yep. that went viral. That uh, that along with the first viral is the made. wrong word for it, but like, yeah. It sorry, was, ba- sorry. Yeah, the early '90s equivalent of something going. Yeah, viral. it was basically everyone is copying the same like VHS. The, yeah, and yeah, and it got passed around, and people were like claiming credit for it and getting work. Yep. Um, and George Clooney got it and thought it was so funny that he made like 300 copies of it apparently and just yeah, distributed right. it to like everyone in Hollywood. <laughs> and from that, um, somebody at Comedy Central was like, bang. Come here. Mm. And that's, uh, and then um, they gave him, so George Clooney, like, signed up um, as the voice of Stan's dog. That's right, yeah. Yeah, uh, Sparky. Mm-hmm. And then he appears as, like, a surgeon in the movie, which is funny given his. It um, doesn't get any yeah. easier. <laughs> <laughs> Was that when Kenny dies? Oh, wait, hang on. Yeah. Is that, that, that is the bit. I'm yeah, getting right. that mixed yeah, up with, it. like, you know, in that episode of The Simpsons where there's the, um, the doctor that ends, or the vet that's the doctor, and he's like, he has the gerbil that he's trying to yeah. resuscitate, and he throws into the bin. No, yeah. <laughs> he, that that line is, "This is the part of the job that I hate," and then he throws him in the, yeah. <laughs> in the net. <laughs> yeah, George Clooney plays like a surgeon, which is pretty funny in that. Yeah, because he was um, coming off ER at the time, that time, like, or he'd only been off it for a couple of years too, so there was a nice little ER tie-in. Yeah, and the fact that he signed up. But I, what I love is. Um, so obviously they're, they're friends with him and they get along and he loves their work, but they didn't hold back 
in um, taking the piss out of him a few, I remember. A few years ago. Which, yeah, Jude, okay, go on. Well, the first time I remember it was The Smug Cloud. That's Is it. that the one you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I used to watch that show religiously. I'm a couple seasons behind now because I got shit to do, but like- um, Ooh, big man. Though that was probably season nine or something. Two thousand and six. Like, yeah, probably around season nine, season ten. But they did a whole a whole episode um, about the smug cloud that is developing what in South Park at first because like I think everyone's using electric cars or something and they're feeling feeling like really high about themselves. Yeah, yeah. So and then um, yeah. that cloud, that smug cloud, developing over South Park is going to merge with, like, the smug cloud from George Clooney's acceptance speech at, like, the- The Academy Awards. The Academy Awards. Yeah, because everyone was like, this guy's so smug. Yeah. And, the yeah, the cloud floats by and it's got, like, um, I think it's Matt Stone doing the voice of George Clooney, like, saying all this stuff from his speech. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, <laughs> it was, like, yeah, nine, ten years after that initial relationship developed, so- Yeah, you know. they'd still be friends, I think, you know. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't think those guys have any friends any- anymore, but- that's what I was going to say. Okay, there's a few examples. Um, I haven't made many notes about Family Guy, but like Family Guy, um, I guess Matt Stone and Trey Parker don't seem to have a huge public presence where Seth MacFarlane is everywhere all the time and I he loves schmoozing. And how many times do you reckon he's come face to face with people that just fucking hate him? Seth MacFarlane? Yeah. I don't know. At, like events and stuff like that. It's hard to say, like, because he's done a few movies now, like- he did the- He's kind of in that realm of being. Yeah, if he wasn't the creator, he would be parodied on that parodied on that show, right? Like all yeah. the time. But also, I think like the people surrounding him in that show have got cred, like Alex Bornstein and Mila Kunis and stuff. So it's kind of like and Seth Green, yeah, who himself uh, through Robot Chicken goes to town on people all the time. Yeah, I think that's all. Maybe not deserved, but there's like a lot of fairness in there it's hard to say i was gonna say like south park isn't afraid of punching up i think like family guy occasionally punches down on the wrong people and i guess you you kind of know what you're getting with south park if you were a celebrity and you're like i'm gonna be on south park you've got to expect that it's gonna be like just brutal and just love it soak it up the one the one thing i think of when i think of south park taking on celebrities is tom cruise oh yeah early on they had that um that trapped in the closet episode yep. which the title kind of tells you everything there wasn't too much public fallout in terms of like what he said and did but there was rumors at the time that because south park's parent company is paramount mm-hmm. who also distribute the mission impossible movies so that was around the same time as mission impossible 3 and there was rumors at the time that um tom cruise was going to refuse to do any promo um for mission impossible 3 if paramount didn't have the episode pulled right like so he did and then they were like if, if you allowed to air again so instead of it getting a second airing another episode was replaced and it was like okay so there are rumors i don't know if that is actually true but it would make sense right yeah i mean i think they did pull that episode didn't it was they? also it was, like, it was a scientology episode yeah, so it was like exactly. a, lot, yeah. a lot in that but there was there was a lot in that one episode that was pretty controversial um i think that's the chef episode too when chef dies officially oh does he I think so, yeah. Well, he died in real life too, as as a Scientologist, because he left the show a, f- a season or two before that. Yeah, I read something interesting because they were like, "Look, he was fine with us going to town on other religions, but yeah, as soon yeah. as it was Scientology, he had a problem with it, and he was like, that's not cool.' You yeah, know, there was like- there was a bit of controversy around that too, where it was like after that, I th- I'll, I don't I don't want to speak too much because this is a long time ago that I remember reading some of the intricacies of it. Yeah. But it sounds like towards the very end. He was a bit like 
more open to being maybe not back on the show, but at least kind of co- opening the communication back up. Well, they wrote him out by remember that episode where Chef dies. They used old audio of the voice yeah. actor, like chopped together, and it was like a Frankenstein type. Yeah, yeah, like bizarre kind of last episode for him. I know I it was like, good though. No. It, was a, it, was, it was a nice off uh, like send off. Do you remember the the two hundredth episode of South Park? What Do was you, that one? That was the the next appearance of Tom Cruise. No. So the first appearance is like the the one that you're talking about, the trapped in the closet one, yeah. which also has R. Kelly, which is like so oh, funny because yeah. <laughs> that was what that was based off the R. Kelly. Um, was it trapped in the closet? That mm-hmm. the song he did, yeah, all that clip for the 200 episode special. They they go to the um the fudge factory, and oh, Tom Cruise I- is like working there. And he's like, he's putting all of the fudge into boxes. He's a fu- yeah, they're like, oh, Tom Cruise is a fudge packer. And he, you, how dare you? Yeah, hey, go, you go for- yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Th- that whole thing. But the um, the entire episode revolves around them bringing back like every celebrity that they ever made fun of is in that one episode. Uh, well, to that point, obviously. Just getting extremely mad. Yeah. And they're trying, actually, funnily enough, I think they're trying to cancel the town of South Park. I think that's the entire oh, thing. Yeah, that was, sorry. There was every time um, I was, what, is that when they had the hashtag cancel South Park? They Probably, kept, like, yeah. They were promoting that themselves. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. They'd get ahead of the curve. It was good. Because like, I remember in that episode, I'm pretty sure Hillary Clinton is in there. Oprah. I remember that, all that oh, stuff. Yeah. There's so many bits, but yeah. Tom Cruise kind of reacted the worst to that though, I think with them. Not surprising though. Um, should we take a break, come back and- um, Talk about somebody who reacted in a, in a very hilarious way. Yeah, let's do it. I'll just go stretch my legs a little bit. Go for a jog, mate. I'll, yep. go, I'll wait. Go for a jog. All right. You know what sucks? What? The NRL. That's a hot take. That's not the only take. And you know what doesn't suck? Tell me. The take with Willie Mason on the Handshake Agency Network. That's right. Ex-NRL and Australian international player Willie Mason discusses all things rugby league. You don't have to be a fan of the sport to get sucked into the podcast. But don't just take our word for it. Head over to thepodcasts.com.au now and listen for yourself. And we're back. We're back? We're back. Whoa. That was so fast. I know. It's a quick break. Um, I want to quickly, before we go on to something else, talk about um, still in the Matt Stone, Trey Parker realm, Mm -hmm. um, Team America, Uh the Matt Damon (laughs) thing. Did you know the story behind that? Um, I don't know. I'd heard rumors, but I, w- I was looking it up. Apparently, because um, in the movie, he's just an idiot and he can only say his own name. Yep. Um, this is so funny. Apparently, they were like the character of Matt Damon was going to be like intelligent and um, very articulate. But when the puppet came out of the oven, it just looked off. So, they decided <laughs> to rewrite it. <laughs> That's really funny. Because <laughs> like, could they had no time to make a new one as well. They're like, fuck it, let's just let's just make him an idiot. Yeah. Um and then I saw um Matt Damon did in, like an, an AMA, a Reddit AMA. Mm-hmm. Um and somebody asked him about it. And I'm surprised he responded. So this was his response. He goes, I was always kind of bewildered by Team America. I think because it's hard for us to understand what our own images are in public. I think we're not good judges of that. And when I saw myself on screen, just only able to say my name and not really that well, I kind of <laughs> wondered, wow, is that how people perceive me? Yeah, that's that's kind of sad. It was like, man, like you'd, you'd have a bit of a crisis. At that point, I, I was just kind of like, I'm a screenwriter and an actor and like, really? I can barely say my own name. So, I was bewildered by that. I even <laughs> remember thinking that, thinking like, oh, is that what people think about Damon? Is he just like, he's got like no range or something? I remember thinking that as a- 
like 16 year old well, apparently it's just because the puppet came out wrong that's way funnier <laughs> like that's awesome once you hear that story and you look at a photo like anyone listening google matt damon team america yeah as soon as you hear that story of it just came out of the oven wrong <laughs> look at look at hold on look at a photo of him now oh, really i know crazy. exactly what it looks like i picture it yeah <laughs> oh my god so uh, so I guess you know he took it pretty well. He was that was that's more of a sad response. But going back to like other people that have been torn to shreds by South Park, like Adam Sandler's popped up a few times. Has he? Yeah, yeah. The first uh, I he's been in it like a few times. One of them was uh, where they're watching the kids are in the movies when the trailer comes on and oh, yeah. it's like it's just shit on the screen and just farts and he's like this oh, looks yeah, like crap. Yeah. And then another another time is where there's that like robot that writes scripts like oh really yeah that's right and adam sandler's like hey getting mad because they take you know they're like adam sandler style awesome scripts. Robot. i remember that episode yeah exactly yeah yeah he got torn to shreds but i that kind of segues into this next story which i jumped on the phone this morning and had a chat with a, a mate this guy called bram presser from a okay. band called Yidcore. they're a, um well, they were a jewish punk rock band from melbourne they formed in the late 90s and then broke up around 2009 <laughs> Bram sings on um, the a booze hound named Barney. Yeah, I remember seeing. Yeah, I remember name, yeah. yeah, so when they were starting out, they tried to do a punk rock version of the Hanukkah song by Adam Sandler mm-hmm. as like a bit of a tribute or you know even like a parody because it's a punk rock version. And yeah, things didn't kind of go as they wanted. So I'll play I'll play that chat now and then we can have a bit of a talk about it. Yeah. So after our first album came out, we were like trying to think of what would be a, a good way to to follow up and. We'd always seen the, you know, Adam Sandler always had his Hanukkah song every every Christmas on Saturday Night Live, and uh, you know he would name famous Jews in in uh, in uh, show business, and we thought how funny to do a, a punk version of that. So we wrote it and recorded it, and then we sent it to um, we sent it to him and his management or our record company did, and they were just like, you know, are you cool to uh, for Yidko to to release this this version? You know, they would have gotten royalties or whatever. Um, and <clears throat> five people wrote that song, including one of the dudes actually who, wrote, who writes The Simpsons. Um, and four of them said yes. And one of them, who was Adam Sandler, said no. And, like, we didn't know whether he'd said no or, or, or whether it was just his, uh, his, just his management or something. So someone from our label called his lawyer and, was <laughs> and, and said, oh, you know, are you sure Adam Sandler says no? And his lawyer said something to the effect of he's sitting in the office across the desk from me, shaking his head. He says, no. (laughs) And so we're like, that's that's so dicky. So anyway, we we kind of shelved the song, but we then wrote this song called Why Won't Adam Sandler Let Us Do His Song about how we were like, you know, total fans and even like Little Nicky, which is the worst film of all time, was kind of okay. Well, you know, if if, if that's what he needs. Um, And, and, you know, it was just kind of like taking the piss and then, I think we released that like kind of around like the, the latter middle part of the year. And then at the end of the year, he released a new version of the Hanukkah song and it had a bunch of our lyrics on it. We're like, hold on a sec. <laughs> like, Wait, what? You can't Sorry. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like the Hanukkah song version three had a few of our, like a few of our rhymes uh, with the particular people we mentioned. Like he'd never gone near any like punk people or anything like that before. And then suddenly it was, uh, you know, he. I think he had Joey Ramone in it. I think he had, uh, there were a couple others. And then he did like, you know, I, I had the 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 Natalie Portmanica to rhyme with Hanukkah and uh, suddenly that was in it as well. I mean, look, you know, it's not like the, it wasn't a, like a work of poetic genius to rhyme those two things, but still it was, it was just a little bit, uh, a little bit 
sour that that he'd already released two versions and Natalie Portman, who was already a pretty massive star at that point, it's not like he'd, he'd she was new on the scene and he, and he hadn't had a chance to put her in before. So you know the coincidence was was a, a little bit much, and also that, that suddenly including punk people, and so we just thought you know what stuff it. Um, we will just release the Hanukkah song anyway. And we, uh, <laughs> we sued him in America for something like a hundred million dollars or something ridiculous like that. And, you know, of course it went nowhere and he refused to comment. And then, um, was that for the, this is sorry, like the sort of the lyrics that you say? He yeah. The, lyri- yeah, the lyrics. Borrowed, yeah. yeah. So like- we found some, so we found some shonky lawyer from, uh, from LA who thought, yeah, I'll take this on as a you know contingency case. <laughs> and if you win, you know, I'll take whatever 30, 40% and like, whatever, like, we're not really in it for the money. It's just funny. So, uh, you know, yeah. So apparently, and the next thing we knew, we didn't even know what we were doing. And we got this letter saying that we'd sued him for like a hundred million dollars, uh, which, <laughs> you know, I'm sure you can, I'm sure you can guess, uh, didn't really, uh, pan out. I'm, you know, for a guy who's supposedly, you know, funny, which I mean, maybe half his films suggest that he might be like, he really has no sense of humor. And it was weird. I was just kind of like, he didn't really have anything to lose from, uh, letting us do it. Yeah, was there any reasoning like as fun- to why the initial no happened? No, it was just a flat no. And even it's funny, one of the, the Simpsons guy, oh, I was forgetting his name. He's the one who's got like he's a hyphenated surname. Um, someone Maxwell Graham, is it? Ian Maxwell Graham, is it a name like that anyway? He, he even went into bat for us. Like he really? thought he, he he yeah, he loved the song apparently. I, look, I this is all secondhand. I got it, I just got it from our label. And he was like, totally, this this is funny. You should just let it happen. And Sandler was like, nah. Well, what, what would have happened if you hadn't seeked approval and just put it out? Well, funny. You say, well, the reason we sought approval was because the head of our label said he's sort of known for being very protective legally, like any American, of his uh, of his kind of work, and he's not kind of afraid to sue, even if you're a little schmo punk band from Australia. Mm. So we were we, we just thought. And, but but like they, they were also like but you know he he's he's meant to be a like an all right guy and he should it should sort of just be a formality. Part of me was really glad that he wouldn't do it because I think I got to have a lot more fun from this you know being able to tell the story of what happened for me. I, I still laugh at it and it's like you know fifteen. 20 years later or something but yeah so like you know it, we actually it was funny i think we got a lot of like a lot of fun times out of it so i, I don't really harbor a grudge but i also just think like what a you know what a mean-spirited guy be nice do a solid for like some little punk band far out there's a lot in that like yeah. the sandman's kind of an asshole i know i love him don't get me wrong he's one of my favorite actors but Oh, sorry, let me just um a correction. The writer, Simpsons writer he mentioned mm-hmm. was uh, Ian Max Tone Graham. Max Tone Graham. Yes, cool. yes, yes. Well, uh, that part's cool, but Adam Sandler, just let them yeah. do your song. Is is it out there? Can we find it right now? The both of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. Actually, let me hold. You can read the lyrics quickly. Been to all his movies, got all his CDs. I don't own a player, but I own all his DVDs. <laughs> Uh, now I'm left to wonder where it was that I went wrong because that mama's Adam Sandler won't let us do his song. Why won't Adam Sandler let us do his song? We tried to schmooze his lawyers. We tried to schmooze his friends, but all we got were legal letters to hang-ups and dead ends. It's not that I'm bitter. I just thought that he'd be stoked, but now me thinks that Adam cannot take a stupid joke. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's, yeah, and it goes on like that. You can listen to it online. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. good song. But I think I think um, Bram's right in that that story 
is so much better than, um, and the resulting publicity is so much better than him approving. And they released it anyway later on. They're like, fuck it. You stole some of our lyrics, allegedly. I, um, you know. That sound, that's dodgy as fuck, man. I can't believe that he did that. I don't, I don't understand how, like, how you could get away with that. Apparently you can because they didn't get their $100 million. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they went to the wrong shonky lawyer from LA, you know. But that's that's really dodgy, man. That's the part that is most upsetting. It's like you can say no, but then also don't rip someone off. Like that's like proper douchebaggery. Yeah. It makes you wonder if like it was a coincidence. I don't know. That doesn't sound like a coincidence. Yeah, especially like there was the um the Natalie Port Monica rhymed with Hanukkah or something. Yeah. But that leads me to believe that he's very protective over his work. And so, can you just imagine South Park constantly being like, you're shit, you're shit. I wonder, I couldn't find any response, like him responding. He's a very private person. Right. And I couldn't find any public um, reactions to It's pretty that. small though. It's not like they, they are taking subtle little jabs at him, but they're not like having him on the screen be like- a- Yeah, but the difference with that is what they're saying to a, is like kind of true. A lot of people would agree that his movies now are trash. I love them. Don't get me wrong. But oh, I mean, like the ones oh, back in there. But also- A lot of people- That's what the whole thing is. Like, It's not even like a joke. It's like, hey, your movies are shit now. And that's what's true for a lot of people. I don't know because like, I'm pretty sure those were early 2000s. Those incidents that you're talking about, like the robot one. That was like 2003, 2004. So, he was kind of still making decent-ish movies at the time. Or yeah. maybe- Let's say he hasn't hadn't made any decent movies, but like he was off that run of like yeah. So they couldn't really be like oh yeah. Like it was maybe ten years after Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison and all those sort of ones. But it's like in terms of his status in Hollywood, they're still punching up. So do yeah. you know what I mean? It's like I'm surprised he's not friends with them. I don't know. You know who's um who was in the writers' room a lot for South Park? Who's that? Bill Hader. Oh yeah, I saw in that um documentary, Seven Days to Air. Is that yeah, yeah, called? I was really surprised, but he's he's there and like he's helping him out, yeah, just pitching stuff, which what is a kind, of, kind of funny. Is he has he ever been parod- parody died parodied? I don't know. I think that guy's just like a walking caricature. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is pretty good. If you could be featured on any show, what would it be, and what and what would they take the piss out of you for? Oh, I never really thought about it. I think just being on The Simpsons be, would be pretty cool, but. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't think I've got any apart from having like long hair. Here like, we go. And like you know, really good looks and playing guitar on top of up the stadium. There's probably like not really much to give me shit about. So I could think of a few things. Oh, hey. And if if you've got some ideas, just shoot an email to that sucks at the Yeah, maybe you could um ask Neilio what he thinks about it. Neil would have a field day. He'd have a kneeled day. He'd have a kneeled day. That's Neil from the Green Room, another one of Handshake Agency's podcasts. Before before we go down this route, have you got any other uh, things to talk about in terms of like people getting mad and? Um, no, nah, not any specific ones. I think the the South Park ones are pretty good. Yeah, I did really like when South Park kind of gave shit to Family Guy like fifteen years ago. Yeah, that, that was like one of my favorite ones, and that's the reason that I don't like Family Guy as well. Why's that? Because like once they pointed out that that joke structure, oh, that, like, the, the lazy writing of yeah. like the that's like that one time in high school where and it cuts away. Yeah, and I was kind of like, oh wow, that's like that's true. This is not funny. It's kind of like the equivalent of like writing a drama. It'd be like if you wrote a great story, the main character dies at the end, and it's like, oh no, he and he but he woke up. It's yeah. just like a lazy like. But that's also part of their style now, right? 
uh, Family Guy or South Family Park? Guy, like the. I think that was ways. the only part of the style. F- that's I like. I don't know, man. I, I haven't really enjoyed watching Family Guy for fifteen years. I loved it, man. Like those first. Both of seasons. them always go to town on the Simpsons, though. Ah, uh, not always. There's only been a few times. I I don't I don't know if. South Park's ever really gone after The Simpsons. Did they do a whole episode on it? They did an episode called The Simpsons Already Did It. Yeah, The Simpsons yeah. did it, but that was more like, that wasn't like giving them shit. It was being like, oh, we're trying to write new episodes, but like The Simpsons have already come up with like all the best ideas. Mm. And that was in 2002, they probably did that episode. Yeah. So. I reckon if you were in the writer's room for South Park or The Simpsons or Family Guy, and you're writing jokes about a major celebrity, you would absolutely love them coming up, like coming back and being like, fuck you and like going off, right? Is that the ultimate goal when you're taking the piss out of someone like that? No, I don't think so. I don't think like- Or, or do, you make, do you reckon it's intended like is, is like a bit of like a lighthearted- I think it's pretty, it's supposed to be pretty lighthearted. Pretty like, harmless. It's like you've ever watched the roasts, like celebrity roasts. Yeah, I guess when you look that's at- That's way more savage. Yeah, I guess when you- that's, that's what I mean. When you look at South Park, it's kind of like if you're on there, you have to kind of be like, oh, wow, that that's the fact that I'm on there is kind of like flattering regardless yeah. of how they're- I don't know. I probably can't say that. It's probably some terrible examples of people that have been like pulled apart and yeah, unfairly. Again, I think it's most of the time it's punching up. I, I, the only times they didn't really do that was more punching sideways is- they went through a whole period of like probably two or three seasons where most episodes were parodies of like a reality TV series. So it'd be like the um, the like ones about ghost hunters and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Which that's not if he cares really, right? Yeah, exactly. But it was kind of lazy. They had, mm. they've had some pretty lazy seasons, um, South Park, and admittedly that's why I don't really tune in so much like I used to. Yeah, but um, you know what I find funny actually now that you mentioned that. There's that whole thing of like now people don't watch The Simpsons as much as they used to, and I imagine their like ratings and their viewership has dropped. By Morrissey and his manager mm-hmm. going loco on socials and creating like a swell of um, editorial and news articles, he's kind of drawn attention. He's like the, the Streisand effect. He's drawn yeah. attention to something that people I wouldn't have I wouldn't have sought that out and got into it had that not happened. Man, it was trending on Twitter for like oh, days. S- you some. Know? Yes, it probably still is. Somebody, uh, this was like the perfect, so somebody in the comments when um, uh, Peter Capsis did his last like, Benedict Cumberbatch is an idiot, da 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 Someone in the comments did like the perfect comment. They said, the correct response from Team Morrissey today, like, as in like, this is what it should have been. Consider me honoured to be skewed by a beloved cultural institution, a state of existence of which I know a thing or two. I loathed nearly every minute of it, and I, I suppose that's the point. The deconstruction of our heroes always makes for compelling entertainment. In other words, well done, gents. Or instead, you can act like a childish brat and come across like as, as, a, as humorless and clueless. Man, that's why there's no way that was the manager. Like, no manager's going on and saying that sort of stuff. That's, that's absolutely Morrissey. Just having a having a cry. Wait, what do you mean? Like all those posts on the fucking Facebook page or well, whatever. Actually, that was a commenter. Sorry. That, no, I know, but yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. that's what I'm saying is like there's no way that those original comments were made from a manager. That's like not responsible. Like it was definitely Morrissey having. A <laughs> I t- don't understand tantrum. why Morrissey. I'll sort this out. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I'll make you look good. Yeah, it's good. It didn't happen. Pretty funny. And then he's like, "Oh, I think yeah, he's a manager." Also, it was like Benedict Cumberbatch. 
you coward, say something, was also the, the gist of that message yeah. that he posted. He's like, no, I'm too busy, man, being Doctor Strange and like having yeah. a career. So, mate. And probably chowing down on some delicious beef. I wonder if, I'm going to check he's not vegan. Who, Benedict? Yeah. He wouldn't be vegan. Let me see if there's been any updates. Benedict. On his, uh, his diet? No, no, no. On, you know what? That's the nice thing. You don't have to get too jacked to be Doctor Strange. He's always wearing that cloak. Yeah, no, nothing. There's no been no... Uh... So you can confirm, Google can confirm that Benedict Cumberbatch is not vegan or vegetarian. I didn't, no, no. So I was, I was looking if there'd been any news, like he'd responded, but can right. that all that. Well, I think that pretty much brings us to the end of the episode then, hey, Dan? It's a good one. I liked this one. Did you? You finally uh, did liked you, one of these did episodes? Did you like it? We found, we found one I liked. Yeah, it's only taken 45 episodes. Not quite as good as The Green Room or The Take. Or oh. rewind, but we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. And if you want to know what the hell I'm talking about, then A, you should have been listening to me the other freaking all the other episodes, but B, go to thepodcasts.com.au, check them all out, and please like and subscribe and, you know, share us everywhere. And uh, yeah, and otherwise, hopefully we'll see you at the next episode. We'll see, um, we'll see you at the next episode. See you there. And uh, yeah, my name's Troy Abbevan. I'm Dan Cribb. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Bye. That sucks. That sucks is a podcast from the Handshake Agency Network. Is able to be produced by Dan Cribb and Troy Nebovay. Recorded and engineered by Troy Nebovay. Executive producer Craig Trudeau. Theme music by Dan Cribb and Troy Nebovay. <laughs>